laughing at the Sally Ann Trying to pick up some shirts for my rock and roll band Allison's gonna screen them by hand But now I'm looking for a place to go Lining up my coat, I got to fear Gonna crack one open when the cops are near Cause my head's just a little too clear And now I'm looking for a place to go of the year and I notice that you're not here but I'm walking around town and I'm looking for a place to go I'm walking around town and I'm looking for a place to go well I had a friend who didn't pay me rent too busy getting drunk and getting hell-bent He'll never get to heaven cause he'll never repent And now he's looking for a place to go So I went to my landlord to break my lease Come on man, can't you help me please? Cause having a home ain't worth a psychic disease And now I'm looking for a place to go The first of the year and I'm hoping that you're still here But I'm walking around town And I'm looking for a place to go Let's go
Welcome to a very spooky edition of Little Bit of Soul on CITR 101.9 FM. Today we are broadcasting live from the Westbrook Community Center where there are a lot of activities going on as well as a very haunted house right on the premises. We are also broadcasting from the unceded Musqueam territory of Vancouver. And up for you next, we have some spooky sounds coming up, so stay tuned right here on Little Bit of Soul. There were some spooky sounds to start us off with. Or to start us off, we had George Barnes with some spooky. Now, on today's episode of Little Bit of Soul, you might not hear 
the ordinary genres that you might have heard in the past. We are going to do some rock, some jazz, some doo-wop, some film scores, some spooky film scores as well. So just be warned about that. We are going to keep things moving with some more spooky sounds. Um, I would say beware as Bill Buchanan will let you know in this next song. Here he is. If you don't believe in vampires, turn up the radio. Somewhere in this town right now is one that you might know. He looks and acts like a teenage boy. He even goes to school. Have you ever thought your boyfriend might be a teenage ghoul? Pennsylvania 4, 5, 7, 8, 9. When your boyfriend takes you out at night, what does he like to do? Go to dark and scary places or see a monster show or two? Does he seem to like the moonlight? Does he kiss you? And the neck. Why does he say you're his forever? You'd better check your neck. You can call him up in the old time. Pennsylvania, four, five, seven, eight, nine. Perhaps you're sitting home alone. Then where is he tonight? Is he really where he said he'd be? Or taking his midnight flight? Now I don't want to frighten you, but look behind your chair. You must have left the window open. Something's moving over there. He's coming closer. Can you reach the telephone in time? What's that? You say someone cut the line? Soon in later when you're alone, the scream you hear may be your own. Tell me 
I'm not wanted, but the joints will still be haunted, cause I'm the ghost of Smokey Joe. Remember when I kicked the bucket in my mansion up on Stivers Road? When they came and took me off in a billion dollar coffin, cause I'm the ghost of Smokey Joe. Tell me, do you remember Minnie? Yeah, we remember Minnie. That frail I never found. You never recognize your Minnie. You mean to say that Minnie quit kicking the gong around? I got a date on my estate down in Haiti. Call my chariot so I can go. And should the boot you're walking, just tell her you've been talking to the ghost of Smokey Joe. Yes, I remember Minnie, she's that frill I never found. You mean to say that Minnie quit kicking the gong around? You probably recognize that voice, which usually sings about Minnie the Moocher. But we just heard a kind of spookier edition. The Ghost of Smokey Joe from 1933. That was Mr. Cab Calloway. Drag in the going mill. 
did it. Ding, ding, dong, ding, dong. She's gone. Ding, dong. The wicked old witch is dead. Wait up, you sleepy head. Rub your eyes. Get out of bed. Ding, dong. The wicked old witch is dead. She's gone where the goblins go. Sing it low, let them all know the wicked witches. Ding dong, she's gone, she's dead. Oh, wake up, you sleepy head, get rub your eyes, get out of bed, get ding dong. She's gone, she has gone where the cobbles go. Below, 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 your whole ass says, laugh and sing and ring the bell. I'm not going to marry you. Sing it high, sing it low. You probably recognize that song from a very lovely movie that we like to call The Wizard of Oz. That was Miss Tierney Sutton with Ding Dong, The Witch is Dead. Before that, we had um, the Delta Rhythm Boys talking about dry bones, their plight. Um, and we had some very eerie rock um, before that. Kip Taylor with She's My Witch from 1958. Now, here at Westbrook community center we've got lots of games going on lots of little ones running around all sugared up there is a cactus ring toss a monster bean bag toss spider ball the witch's nose i don't know what that one is but if you want to you can come and join us over here at the community center on ubc campus um, we will be interviewing some of the little ones going by a little later to see how their halloween is going so stay tuned to CITR 101.9 FM. Here's some Andrea Superstein with I Want to Be Evil. Yeah. 
about 12 o'clock. I thought I'd go downstairs just to check the lock. When I heard something in the house, I don't mean a mouse. I swear they were spooks, spooks, spooks. I know they were spooks, 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 spooks. I couldn't move, just stood and stare. I never was so scared. The first spook spoke and I heard him speak. He said, what say? Go make the back door squeak. We'll tease the cat and hound the pup. Raise our spirits up Oh, Lord of them spooks Spooks, spooks Those scary old spooks Spooks, spooks, spooks You don't have to take my word But I heard what I heard The next spook spoke He said, suppose we make The fossil start to drip And make the shutter shake You let me know just what you want This is my favorite Beware of them spooks, 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 they're mischievous spooks, 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 spooks. I hate spooking, man, I mean, and I've seen what I've seen. A big spook spoke, he said, spike my son. He said, I'll show you how to scare up some fun. But next time when you wail, see here, you make it louder and clear. Watch out for them spooks, spooks. Spook of those nasty old spooks, 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 spooks. Maybe you don't think it's so, but I know what I know. The last spook turned to his spouse and frowned, said, I thought I told you to wait in the ground. But you look awful cute tonight, in fact, you look a fright. <laughs> He's talking about spooks, 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 real genuine spooks, 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 spooks. No, you stop putting up your dukes, you just can't fight them spooks. Cutting out of here, man. I don't dig this job. No. Wait for us, wait for us, wait for us, wait for us. On what happens outside when it gets late. Along about midnight, the ghosts and banshees get together for their nightly jamborees. There's ghosts with horns and saucer eyes, and some with fangs about this size, some short and fat, some tall and thin, and some don't even bother to wear their skin. I'm telling you, brother, it's a frightful sight to see what goes on in the night. Midnight jamboree, they break it up with fiendish glee. Ghosts are bad, but the one that's cursed is the headless horseman. He's the worst when he goes a jogging across the land, holding his noggin in his hand. Demons take one look and groan and hit the road for parts unknown. There's no rat like a spook that's burned. They don't like him and he's really burned. Swears through the longest day he's dead. He shows them that he can get ahead. Oh, close all the windows and lock the doors. Unless 
Unless you're careful, he'll get yours. Don't think he'll hesitate a bit, cause he'll flip your top if it'll fit. And he likes them little, likes them big. Park in the middle or a wig. Black or white or even red. The headless horseman needs a head with a hip, hip and clippity clop. He's out looking for a head to chop. So don't stop to figure out a plan. You can't reason with a headless man.
All right. You are listening to a very spooky edition of Little Bit of Soul. It's our Halloween-themed episode today. And you just heard a couple of spooky tunes. We heard Louis Armstrong with Spooks, one of my very favorites. Thrill Ravenscott with The Headless Horseman. Who can forget that eerie voice? Billie Holiday with Ghosts of Yesterday. That was from 1940. She definitely possessed a haunting, haunting voice. And then we heard some cheerful chick web with Midnight in a Madhouse. I'm here with Emily right now, and we are just taking in all of the action that's going on here at the community center here in Westbrook. Um, and we are just looking around and checking out some of the really awesome costumes. There's a lot of action. There's a lot of uh, under under the two-foot mark action. Yes. By that we mean lots of really adorable small children dressed up as very puffy things. Yes. Most certainly. Do you have any favorites right now, Emily? Uh, my favorite was definitely the three dragons that showed up in a fire truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those Just ones were pretty great. There's points also for creativity. Definitely. And there are, there's a penguin, I think, or a pelican over here in a stroller. Very cute. Who else do we have? We have an elephant. We have some pumpkins. We have a monkey, some bumblebees. Just a lot of cute little animals. Yeah. You can't go wrong with a cute baby yeah. dressed as a cute animal. For sure. And there are definitely a couple of princesses that I have seen around, as per usual, every year. Anyways, we're going to keep things moving on with the music here. The next song doesn't really need introduction, but here we are anyways. Miss Nina Simone with I Put a Spell on You. a spell on you Cause you're mine do, 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 do. You better stop the things you do I ain't lying Can't stand it. You're running around. You know better, Daddy. I can't stand it because you put me down. Yeah, yeah. I put a spell on you. Because you're not. Oh, yeah. 
spell on you They say that I'm a witch and that I weave a spell. <laughs> well, I use my eyes. 
is to invite you, my lips to delight you, and all the charms of the feminine wise to excite you. Men say that I'm a witch, and that I weave a spell. Well, I'll be a son of a, and no wonder. Well, let me tell you, brother, I'd rather be burned as a witch than never be burned at all. It's my songs to entice you with verses of ice you, and all of my bags of tricks to shoes and rice you. They say that I'm a witch and that I weave a spell. When I'll be a son of a, and no wonder. Well, let me tell you, brother, I'd rather be burned as a witch than never be burned at all. If you want a gal who would be a pal, who would never look at another, who would be good and true and take care of you. Sorry, you want another. Use my charms to undo you, my arms to unglue you.
the, the film score from House on Haunted Hill, Frank Duvall. You probably have heard of Vincent Price, who was one of the main characters in that movie. He's mostly well-known for being the voice behind the thriller introduction, Michael Jackson's famous, famous thriller tune. Um, before that, we heard I'd Rather Be Burned as a Witch. That was Eartha Kitt with her very wild and wheeling ways. And before that, we had Doris Day with the famous Les Brown and his orchestra, Celery Stalks at Midnight. You're listening to a wild, wacky, spooky special edition of Little Bit of Soul on CITR 101.9 FM, where we're broadcasting live from the Westbrook Community Center. Um, we've got some Gene Krupa to keep us going with Dracula. Um, so stay tuned to, for some more great music.
once was a sad little goblin who had a broken broom. When he went anywhere, it would wobble in the air, and his heart would fill with gloom. He tried so hard to fix it every night, but he just couldn't get it working right. The wobbling goblin with the broken broom could never fly too high. For right at the takeoff, another piece would break off, and soon he would be dangling in the sky. Each evening, just as he would leave the ground, his radio would say, Control tower to goblin, your broomstick is wobbling. You'd better make a landing right away. It soon got so he could only ride when the witches took him piggyback. Until at last he used his brain and bought himself an aeroplane. So if you'll look for him on Halloween. You'll see him zip and zoom. No harm can befall him. No longer can they call him the wobbling goblin with the broken broom. Rosemary Clooney telling us a story about a wobbling goblin with a broken broom. And I really love the accordion or the use of accordion in that song um, where the control tower was represented by the like high pitch um, accordion note representing the airwaves. That was really inventive, I think, anyways. We've got more little ones <laughs> piling in right now. I see a knight. Um, we've got Captain America somewhere running around. Um, a ninja turtle I saw. And lots of a snail even. 
And there was a very, very cute butterfly that was being held up, flying around. Um, we are broadcasting live from the Westbrook Community Center. And there are lots of little kids running around. And the scariest part of all is that they're hopped up on sugar. But I used to be one of them, so I guess I can't really um, complain. <laughs> but it's great to see that Halloween is live and well. Um, because for the past couple of years, I was very afraid that it wasn't being celebrated to the degree it should be. Um, too many health-conscious parents out there right now. Just kidding. We're going to change things up a bit. We're going to have some Jelly Roll Morton for you. Here is the Wolverine Blues.
You come into my parlor, fed the spider to the fly. I've the cutest little living room that you did ever spy. Bye bye. Bye bye. Oh fly. Because she walked into his parlor unsuspecting little fly. You should see my art collection. It's the best that gold can buy. Not to speak of my fine etchings that will surely please your eye. Oh fly. that just about does it for today's episode of little bit of soul our live halloween broadcast from the ubc campus we are going to have some more tasty treats coming up for you we're going to interview some little ones see what was going on in the haunted house over there in the community center and find out what was so spooky in there We've got one more tune for you, uh, The Charmed Life, seeing as it certainly is. You are listening currently to Fats Waller with The Spider and the Fly, and before that we had some Laverne Baker with Voodoo Voodoo. Who knows what's going to happen next on the Halloween episode brought to you by CITR 101.9 FM. We're going to pass it on over to Emily in just a minute, who's going to take you to the next stages of our Halloween broadcast. Thanks so much for tuning in to Little Bit of Soul today. My name is Jade. Remember, you can always re-listen to podcasts on the Facebook page, Little Bit of Soul, CITR 101.9 FM. That's what you search. You like the page and find out um, what's going on on the podcasts, on the episodes, and what's to come later on in the year. Okay. Thanks so much, guys, for tuning in. Keep on in order to see what's going on next on CITR 101.9 FM. Me soft and low, that makes me feel so nice. Come on over, darling. 
Hello, hello. Welcome to the CITR Halloween Spooktacular Halloween Stravaganza. Hollows weaving and to and out of your ears here on CITR 11.9 FM, broadcasting live from the UNA Westbrook Community Center. We're in the haunted gymnasium. There's a lot of action going on. Just have an incredible special broadcast from Jade, Soul Sandwich, delivering some of the spookiest soul. Foundationals, classic standards is the word I was looking for that we've heard all year. Because Halloween only comes once a year. What do you think about that, really? Emily? Yeah. I'm pretty sure, I don't know, for some people it comes every day. What does that mean? That means every day is a, everyone, every day is a time to be spooky. Every day is a time to dress up in one way or another, take on a persona that you wouldn't normally take on and go out into the world. I really think every day should be treated more like Halloween. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's true. And you know what? Um, I know you had uh, some uh, spooky talking points according to uh, this sort of uh, this, this line of thinking. Um, we're going to have some time today over the next hour until 6 p.m. Then you're going to hear uh, some new content. We got a new Arts on Air episode at 6.30, but until then, we're going to be spooking you right here live from Westbrook. Uh, so right now it is 5.15, and we've got 45 minutes of unbridled 45. carnage. I can't believe they let us on the air live from this gymnasium, uh, this children's event. So spooky. Uh, truly, the kids have taken over. It is a child, children of the corn type situation. Children of the corn? Are, are you aware of that film? No. Well, you see the children of the of the town, it, comparable to uh, other other foreign horror classics, such as The Birds? Who Could Kill a Child? 
Yes, except the birds are children. Are children? Yes, I and they're, they're like That's Amish weird. or something. I don't know. There's a cornfield. Anyhow, um, but yeah, we're going to have the next 45 minutes just to talk about sundry topics such as, as you were saying, you know, it's like, when did you stop dressing up doing the trick-or-treating? We're here now uh, as correspondents of CITR 11.9 FM. But the fact of the matter is, do we belong here? Are we authentically within the Halloween experience? I think I am Like the skeleton sure. boy. Yeah, Skeleton Boy that, is very into the experience. That is like a model child. Boots. That's like a put me in your Welch's grape juice commercial child. Your Welch's grape Look juice Look at that commercial? hair. He has like MacGyver no, hair. No, it's true. It's like, you know, if Target was like yeah. ad- <laughs> advertising their Halloween yeah. costumes. Yeah. Oh, Anyhow, we should probably. There's <laughs> a little violet. Is where <laughs> uh, Jade, can you describe what we just saw? We just saw a little pilot in an airplane walk by waving or i should say flying by i actually have a costume that's like similar in nature to that where it looks like you're like riding in a plane or like on something except it's a dolphin so like the front half of the dolphin comes out of my well it's supposed to come out like down where you'd be riding the dolphin but because it's a kid's costume and i'm like five foot seven it comes out of my chest so the front of the dolphin comes out of my chest the back of the dolphin goes out the back it's like i got impaled by a dolphin Hey, look at that man in a penguin suit. <laughs> so, you know, it's 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 that time of year we think about, like, how, when we used to dress up, how we used to dress up. If we still dress up, I mean, is not every day a matter of putting on our social costume uh, so that we can meet the world according to its, stand, you know, its set of mores and uh, norms? Yeah, yeah, it's just Halloween has a different set of norms associated with it, so. Yes, and those norms involve, uh-oh, this kid's about to cry. We better put on some music. Um... <laughs> This song expresses, I think, the 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 real. And you know what? He he just I just heard him say something about not getting any candy. Why do kids dress up? It's because of the candy. Yeah, you um, want to pander yep. to the. And uh, Emily, you have this uh, yeah. special song just for this occasion. Yeah, uh, can I you do. tell us anything about it? Um, it's about you know a great feeling of uh, emptiness within you, and only one thing can fill it. So let's let's play.
candy. Songs for children it's on um, really scary. Acclaimed, acclaimed. It's pretty frightening. Uh, look at their dead eyes. Um, anyhow, uh, ooh, a ghost. Um, tell, tell me about your haunted house experiences. Maybe the best haunted house, uh, the worst haunted house you've ever been to. There's a haunted house here at the UNA. We were going to go in and we we're going to interview some kids. Unfortunately, it's so big. It's actually really, really busy here. Yeah, yeah. There are many people here, most of them under three feet tall. Yes, and I think we do a lot of live broadcasts where we're often. Well, I was going to say shortest people, which is true. But no, also, also which aren't this busy. And it's just, like, so packed right now. We've been trying to grab a few interviews, but, you know, kids are shy. You know, they're interested in the games and, you know. And we uh, don't have any candy to give them. Yeah, we so. don't have any candy. So We're if, working on it. We're if you have any candy uh, and you want us to uh, give it out as a matter of, you know, enhancing, it's, it's our new initiative on the air, candy on the air, uh, just give, you know, send us a letter um, with your with your candy inside to uh, CITR. Um, what's what's our address? CITR. That's not our address. Hold on. Here we are. CITR Radio, LL500, 6133 University of Boulevard, Vancouver, BC, V6T, 1Z7. And send it to us as a letter, please. 1Z1, 1Z1. 1Z1, yes, thank you. Send it to us as a letter, please, um, so you do not have to pay the additional uh, fee for import. Am I encouraging people to break the law? Well, Would that I mean, be considered as breaking the, the law? Is not, most of it is not packaged for individual sale. Well, we're not selling it. We're just, they're giving it to us. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Anyhow, that's CITR Radio, LO 500, 6133, University Boulevard, Vancouver, BC, V60, 1Z1. And uh, give it to us. It's part of our Putting Candy on the Airwaves initiative. Um, and uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is the Haunted House song. Um, thank you.
So for those of you just tuning in, this is uh, the spooky, spoo- what does spoopy mean? Like, what does that spoopy? meme mean? Yeah, what kind of meme is that? I think it's just kind of like a, you know, how we say like problem, we say it promble now. I've never heard anyone like say that s- small, in my entire life. What small, are you talking about? We say small. Oh, okay. Like that kind of, so you know, it's cute. It's cute. It's uh-huh. like spooky was not cute enough, so we were spooky. Yeah, you see, that's the thing. I feel like spooky was already the cute variation of a much more serious term. Uh, what's that term? Horrified. <laughs> Anyhow, um, this is the original theme song for Halloween, uh, the John Carpenter film which changed the face of horror as we know it. Um, I've got to say, inside this brightly lit gymnasium, we're sitting across from a cactus toss. I don't know why that's at a Halloween gymnasium event, but it's still very cool. It's kind of a multidisciplinary, multi-push-it-together collage. What were you calling earlier? Like multi... Multi... Multi-phase? Like lots of things together. Crossover, mashup. Crossover, it's a mashup Halloween mashup. event. Um, and unfortunately, we have not been able to get into the true horror in the other room. Um, but right now, we are securing some interviews. Our field reporter, Jade, is out on the look <laughs> for some content. Uh, she is coming back now. Jade, Jade, tell us on your wireless like, microphone. What's it like out there? What's it like? There is a lot of action. Um, little ones are running around. Um, and there are a lot of activities which the little ones seem to be enjoying very much. Maybe They're, maybe what we could do is have you do kind of a walk around and uh, like introduce us to all the various events. Uh, definitely, we can do that. So right now I am standing at the witch's nose where little ones oh, are turning around. They're, they're closing their eyes and having to put the nose the on the witch trying to place it perfectly. It seems like it's a variation of pin the tail on the donkey. Oh, but it does not look like the nose is in the proper spot for this little princess here. We also have the chopstick ninja, where I believe you are testing your chopstick skills by moving candies from one bowl to another using chopsticks. Now, you have to keep in mind that the bowls are about three meters away from each other, so there is a lot of running and having to master your chopstick techniques here. And this little princess is doing quite well right now. What else do we have? It looks like we have spider ball, where little ones are having to shoot a ball into the mouth of a big, scary spider. And then over in the other corner, we have monster beanbag toss, where you're trying to get a beanbag through a plank of wood that has a hole in it, where there are bats um, in the way. It looks like Little ones are trying to, oh, and there we have one right in to the hole. It looks like this one has taken the advice of his mother using the proper techniques for throwing the beanbag into the hole. We also have the cactus ring toss. This one does seem to be quite challenging. Um, Been giving even adults a bit of a tricky time. 
And now you see adults for this particular game, Jade, they kind of have an advantage. Number one, because they're not so intimidated by the face of the cactus, which is, uh, you know, kind of like condescending, a bit smug, like, ha, 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 you can't get the ring on me. But also the height factor, of course, is a big deal as well. Yes, but I'd you, say you, that's the biggest. Um, you, you've got these, um, you've got, well, for one, uh, a princess, two princesses, in fact, a Spider-Man princess. Um, and they're just walking right up to it and dunking on that smug cactus like they are just re oh my gosh this other princess just flipped over the one of the cactuses the, the blown out her mother or guardian oh she's oh. kicking it oh my gosh this is brutal um, such quite a scary such scary Halloween sight. carnage here at the Westbrook Center Emily what do you think about that it's bringing out the worst in people, you know? You know what's been bringing out the best of me, though? I've been seeing a lot of mashup costumes. Um, and you know what? My favorites, there's a Spider-Man or Batman insignia on every kind of costume. It's like, were these children like, oh, I want to be Spider-Man. And then, like, the gendered norms come in and their mom or dad is like, you can't be Spider-Man. You have to be a princess with the Spider-Man <laughs> insignia on your chest. Or right. were they just really wanting to be a princess that is, like, associated or a fan of Spider-Man? Right. Right. I have no desire to be Spider-Man, so no comment. Let's continue making our uh, trip around this gymnasium. Maybe we can find some, uh, some little ones to interview, or maybe some parents about costumes. I see the happy pilot that we were talking about earlier, who's playing with the blocks, it seems. Mm, it's true. It's true. Um, and Jade is going to see if we can get an interview with this intrepid little pilot. Um, again, we are live on CITR 11.9 FM, broadcasting live from the Westbrook Community Center. This is our correspondent with you, John. Oh, looks like we have secured an interview. So we are here with Amy. As we were talking about earlier, we were um, talking about this fabulous little costume and this happy little pilot. Um, what was the inspiration, Amy, for your little one's costume this year? Well, um, his great-grandpa was a World War II pilot. He flew a Pathfinder, um, or sorry, he, threw, he was a Pathfinder, and he flew a Lancaster plane in World War II. And he actually wrote Wonderful. a book called Lancaster to Berlin. And so um, the inspiration for that was his great-grandpa from World War II. Wonderful. That's yeah. a great story yeah. behind that costume. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but we're nicknaming him Benny Bishop because his name is Benjamin. So after uh, Billy Bishop, he's Benny Bishop. Very good. Yeah. Very good. And how is he finding wearing the costume this year? He seems quite happy. Yeah, I think he likes it. Um, this morning when we went to daycare, uh, he had the costume on and we opened the door and he said hi really loudly to the daycare workers. So Wonderful. Was it hard getting through doors with that one? Yeah, he kind of took another baby. Right. Oh, Okay what some pilots are meant to do, right? <laughs> well, it's wonderful to hear the story. Thanks so much for giving us your time, and we hope you have a wonderful rest of the Halloween. All right. So we are still walking around the gymnasium a bit. Um, perhaps we can go and find out what's so spooky and haunted in the haunted house. We are going to keep on walking around a little bit. 
We are going to also cut to some music right now. What do we have on the list next? We have Orfesk 2, the roll match.
at it here from the Westbrook Community Center for the Haunted Halloween CITR Spooktacular Extravaganza. Oh, yeah. Emily, what are you doing right now? I am hula hooping on air as we speak. How is that possible? How it's do you have just, a microphone while you're hula hooping? It's all, about, it's all about the hips, John. Just a little back and forth is all you need to keep the hula hoop going. There you have it. 2016, October 31st, Halloween at the Westbrook Community Center on unceded Musqueam land here at the UNA Community Center. It's all about the hips. It's all about the hips. Oh, no, we have 15 more minutes. No, no, it's not just all about the hips. We have, we have more to talk about. 
What we just heard was the skeleton dance from Silly Symphonies. Before we heard uh, two extra spooky tracks from Roll Mock, uh, project of Patrick Garrity, uh before uh, deciding to focus his full attentions on Gal Grayson, which just released a cassette quite recently as well, actually. Um, Emily, yeah. we've got 15 minutes left. You have this whole list of Halloween questions. Can we do um, a Halloween panel discussion? I'm so sorry. W would that be possible? I just threw a loop at a child. Oh, my gosh. The carnage <laughs> it was an is accident. horrendous here. <laughs> I'm so sorry, um, child. Can we, do, can, we do, can we do like a panel discussion about yes. our favorite Halloweens? And, and, and Jonathan, who's helping us on the boards today, um, is going to be maybe, maybe chiming in a bit, too, because, you know, you got the technical knowledges. Um, for instance, you know how Halloween started, um, and, and maybe that could be the starting point. Sure. Well, I may have a few of the details misremembered, but to the best of my knowledge, it started out as a pagan holiday called uh, All Hallows' Eve, and the belief was that all of the spirits of people who had died, so whether that's friends or family members or anything like that, all the spirits would come out on the end of October, um, and this day that they called All Hallows' Eve, and they would come out to haunt you for anything that you did that was bad to them while they were alive. And the origin of trick-or-treating was that you would give them treats to make them go away. So you'd give these spirits offerings. Um, I'm not sure what form they did it. They may have just left them out or they may have carried them with them. But the idea was that this would f make them forgive you for anything bad you might have done to them. Well, it's, it's, it's true what they say. Times have changed. I mean, we do not negotiate with spirits. We do not, um, we, we as the people, sorry, Emily has something to say. It's changed, but it also hasn't because, I mean, I still give kids the candy to make them go away. So, the spirit is People the same. People are beating that cactus up. Yeah, I mean, it's good. And and the the UNA volunteer just stands idly by, <laughs> unable to do anything to these oh, so-called knights in shining armor. I think, if anything, Halloween demystifies a lot of ordinary conventions. You see, there's nothing... Chival special or chivalrous about being a knight, warrior, or superman. I was a knight um, in kindergarten. You know what? It's We're all just people underneath the armor. I was not. I was a true knight. Under the costumes. Emily, yes. please tell us a bit about your questions that you've brought here today. I have brainstormed some really, really, really interesting questions. Um, really interesting? They are really interesting. Do you scare easily? Not at all. Really? I used to be incredibly frightened of basically everything until I was about 11 or 12. Like, if the lights were off, I wouldn't go on roller coaster rides. Horror movies were incredibly scary to me. Uh, and then, basically, my dad went through an extremely prolonged bankruptcy. And I learned that the scariest things in life have nothing. I'm not kidding. I'm not joking. I learned that the scariest things in life have little to do uh, with uh, things like, you know, and then I just developed a very right. uh, kind of crappy existential attitude. And now, honestly, very little is right. frightening to me. Um, was mugged once. It was kind of scary, but not one. that That's... scary, to be honest. It was like, I don't know. Yeah. I, you see, it's like you, you, you can go at any time, you know? Um, and, and when you go, oh my God, that child has moved the cactus across the entire gymnasium. That's pretty. What, what the heck? <laughs> this. Never become a volunteer. How are you supposed to How deal with the situation? To... This child is not 
you taking know, no for an answer, and their parent is nowhere to be found. How do you enforce? I mean, this, what do you do? The, this gym is just bridled chaos, you know? It, this we, is a vision. You keep them in the gym. This they is They can do whatever they want. We have a skeleton, a skeleton doing a dancing. in front of us. A spaceman. <laughs> a spaceman. Yeah. Yeah, lots going on. Well, uh, you know, volunteers are bringing back. He's oh, got a smile the cactus on his face. He knows it's all back. about the good times. The cactus or the volunteer? Um, the volunteer. The cactus isn't real. It's not a real <laughs> cactus. <laughs> Emily, it's a, it's an inflated balloon. <laughs> it's a real cactus. Yeah. John. Anyhow, um, yeah, no. So afterwards, I didn't find much scary um, because I learned that scary things are mostly not scary. For, like horror films aren't really frightening. They're they're just kind of. I like, find them. I find them. They can surprise me. Like they're they, stimulating. <laughs> They're, yeah, they, like, shock you, you know, something jumps out. But, like, it takes a lot to actually get me, like, riled up. Like, feel like I'm going to have nightmares. Shade, what frightens you? Cults. <laughs> cults. Uh, Jade said cults. cults. Um, can you expand on what you mean by that, Jade? Like, any given cult? Or is there a specific cult no, that maybe not... is coming after you? No, there's not a specific cult. But the idea of... You not knowing exactly whether or not you are in one, that's what is kind of freaky. But then again, I mean, there, there are cult-like groups or activities that you do with people. Like, when, when do you say it is a cult and when it, something isn't a cult? Right, so you're afraid of ending when up do in you a really cult differ- without knowing it. Yeah, when do you really differentiate between what is and what isn't a cult? Do you think CITR is a cult? Perhaps you see. You it's hard to know. tell. You never it's know. It's hard to tell. I'm not telling. You're not telling, John. The reason I don't spook easily is because I'm actually a lizard. You're actually a wizard or a, a warlock? Because lizard. L. I can't deal lizard. with warlocks. It's a, a lizard. Yeah, a lizard. A lizard. <laughs> yeah, a lizard. Not a wizard. Liz- <laughs> lizard. Can you fly? Lizard. Do you see how like my voice is getting lower and lower? It's, um, no, what, can I fly? Excuse me? What kind of lizard is able to fly? A dragon. Jonathan, what scares you? Uh, I'm very uncomfortable around needles. I'm not sure if that's really classified as fear, though. I think that's somewhat justified. I've had a few bad experiences with them, with uh, new doctors or nurses that perhaps weren't as qualified as they should have been. That does Good answer, terrifying. good answer. Um... Knives actually kind of put me on edge, like, or any kind of bladed. Like, the idea of a cut is very evocative in my mind. Like, um, for some reason, it makes me very... I think I used to get a lot of paper cuts as a child. I never had a serious cut injury, but, like, it was just, like, kind of, you know, put me on edge. The idea that your skin can split open like that. I'm pretty afraid. Would you say sharp edges put you on edge? The edge. You choose the edge puts me on edge. Um, Now let's find some... I'm going to... No, no, everyone, please continue doing. As they, I'm just going to put some YouTube. I'm, I'm just going to be over here putting some YouTube. Keep, keep be, talking. Putting, or, putting some YouTube uh, some YouTube. You know, I'm a, one thing I'm afraid of is um, having my legs stop working without warning because that actually happened to me. On I sat down actually to get some Halloween candy out of my bowl, and then when I tried to stand up, I couldn't. My legs did not work, and they didn't work again until Valentine's Day, and I still don't know why. 
So sorry. How, I, so what was the length of time? Like they didn't work until Valentine's Day. About a week, because like I oh, I would ration my Halloween candy, so I still had some in February. I do like that. That's how you told. Like that's how you were able to figure out what how time was passing well, based no, on I the thought, rationing. I thought I was being cosmically punished for like eating candy because candy's bad for you. So I thought that's why like the powers that be made my legs break. But nope, probably not. So what other what other questions do you have on your sheet? Oh, I have so many questions. What is your favorite like Halloween creature or like scary monster? Do you have one? You have you must have one. Um I like The jack-o'-lantern. I think he's really fun. He comes in a lot of shapes and sizes, which I think is cool. So, a jack-o'-lantern that people carve, or some kind of like mystical animated jack-o'-lantern? Just the jack-o'-lantern. Just That's the, my the yes. Pumpkin. My answer the would be yes. My answer would be yes. <laughs> yes, the pumpkin. Yes. No, my answer would be yes. Yes. Any of the classic Halloween monsters are, are always pretty good. Frankenstein's a good one. It's a lot of uh, roots in literature. Um, I quite enjoy reading the book. It's, it's nice. It's very different to the way he's portrayed in, in classical culture. He's uh, a bit more misunderstood than legitimately scary, I think. I think misunderstandings are so frightening. Like, I actually, if, if I could list one thing that really, truly scares me, um, and of course, I, I recognize that I occupied like a privileged position um, in, in like a great deal of aspects, ways in which, you know, certain situations are not as frightening to me owing to the fact that like I am safer in those situations than many people. But um, misunderstandings, um, like the impossibility of truly knowing, um, I think that's something that is incredibly frightening. Like how, how can you know 100% of like how something happened? Like, um, Cereal, for instance, you know the the idea of like um, uh, and uh, not you know so, so like a screwy murder case, like where every side seems to be telling right. some degree of the truth, like the the unknowable in circumstances like that, I yes. find to be particularly frightening. Like really deep, profound ambiguity. Yeah. Yes, that is that's known to be yeah. Everyone is pretty. And scream too. By that. Scream too is also scream extremely. Scream too. I've never seen scream too. It's really spooky. It's really spoopy. Spoop. 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 I'm saying this because it makes John laugh. And now let's listen to some YouTube. Nope, we're back. Okay, okay. so we've got five minutes left. Let's go through some more questions. Okay, all right. Okay. How old were you when you stopped trick-or-treating? And what made you stop? Um, I'm going to pass on answering this question. I think it was probably around when I moved to North America. I left a lot of friends behind in Europe, and I think Halloween just wasn't the same without the same friend group who I trick-or-treating with, so that was probably when I was around 10, I would say. Right, yeah. Halloween is a time where you get into a routine with the same people you go trick-or-treating, and any upset to that? What about you, Jade? Uh, I'd say the last time that I went trick-or-treating was at the age of about 13, which okay. is kind of late in the game. So, yeah. You know? Did you feel like people were judging you for being too... Did you feel like people were judging you for being old? 
Not necessarily, and it's not really that I cared very much either. It was more so just to have something to do and I guess celebrate um, and get candy, you know, be part of the spirit and part of the community, I guess. Because Halloween is very much a community event, right? Everyone has to um, participate in handing out the candy and carving a pumpkin and putting it on the stoop. So I guess it's also sort of about that, right? Being part of what's going on around you. Right, and you go past those houses that are all dark, and then you think, you oh, think... those were the worst. Those were the worst, just the worst people. Yeah, in those no houses. Halloween spirit, exactly. Absolutely See? none. My parents are, are those people now. They're I kind of feel bad that, that I'll never be a homeowner because, like, at least that kind of home. Right. Um, because, like, I, I've always loved the idea of, like, being 30 and, like, just being at home and, like, give... <laughs> I don't know why 30 is the number <laughs> in my head. I'm probably quite a bit older than this if I'm spending Halloween by myself at home. Although I spent <laughs> Halloween by myself at home this year. So, um, uh, you know, just being... You know, giving candy out is I very know. delightful to me. Well, a lot of apartment buildings, the kids go trick-or-treating in the apartment building. I'm going to live in a, in a blimp, actually. You're going to live in a blimp. Yeah. That's pretty inaccessible for trick-or-treaters. I agree, except for that little kid. He had the plane Yeah, costume. the kid in the plane, only kids in planes. <sighs> Astronauts not, will be able to get there. You know I what I realized? I, when I first came to Vancouver, I didn't realize that going to malls for candy was a thing. Is that a thing is here? That, is that true? That going that's a to thing? a ball for yeah, candy? Yeah, where they hand out a candy. Mall. Oh, a mall. A mall. Yeah, they do that a lot of yeah. places. They do that like everywhere. I've never experienced oh, they do that, that in West Evans Mall. Actually. Yeah, they do that everywhere. I've never done also, that. Also, the fact in Vancouver that fireworks are a thing on Halloween was yeah, so strange. Yeah, Vancouver love fireworks during yeah. Halloween. It's because yeah. the Yahooligans that we have in our city. The Yahooligans? The Yahooligans. Are you a Yahooligan? The wet, it's the, wet, the West what Coast Yahooliganism. What Yahooligan? I'm John, probably a no-hooligan. Um, what well, makes someone a Yahoo? They're like disaffected because they're like Yahoo, Yahoo. the browsing yeah, platform, just, which isn't uh, like, you know, really enjoyed that much or thoroughly, I but see, somehow is still quite prolific. Very good. Does that answer the question? Sure. Yes. Hooligan we have two more minutes, so, so, so give, me, give me your best one. Give me your best. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> there's such a, oh. What were your most notable Halloween costumes? Good call. I went as the Grim Reaper three years in a row. <laughs> I really so did cool. not understand what you just said at all. What was that? I, I went as the Grim Reaper three years oh, in a row. Okay. Because it was I because um basically there was a veil over my face mm -hmm. and it was black and mm -hmm. I could see through it but you couldn't see into it. That's and ideal. it was so frightening to people. I remember like parents like jumping out from behind the door to be like, Surprise kids and then they would get scared <laughs> because I wouldn't right. have a face. Right. And I still don't. <laughs> well, Excellent. There is something really creepy about masks, I find. Yeah. Because you don't, you can't make out what facial expressions are going on right. behind. Right, yeah. Or, if you want to make your costume instantly scarier, put on yeah, a mask. Masks, like, no matter how much makeup you have on, you need the uncanniness of a mask yes. to really... Yeah. I used to like volunteer like working at a haunted house. So okay. like, I know so what gets know. people scared, yeah. Right, right. Which... There's always going to be those teenagers who are like, <laughs> I'm not scared. But you just have to ignore them because right. they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. But what was your most notable costume, Emily? Um, I was a traffic light. Oh, that's a good in one. In grade four, which was pretty cool. Did you, did you walk across the street and mess, mess some cars up? 
I mean, I think they could tell. <laughs> it's just like a fourth grader in a felt yes. suit. Uh, last year, well, I was know. I was really happy with my costume last year. I was a goat, just like a standard goat. Okay, cool. But I, yeah. I feel like I rocked it. So. Yeah. I've been a sheep before. Yeah. My friend was Bo Peep. Oh, so, my gosh, yes. So that was good. Yes. Um, the most notable one for me, though, was was a palm tree. That one was Ooh. good. Um, and then I had a, like, headdress, like a homemade, like, headpiece that had the leaves and, like, some coconut sitting on top there. That was a really good one. I loved